Uh, welcome to our uh, Wednesday night Bible study at the Sunrise Missionary Baptist Church. And we're grateful for this opportunity to share the word of God tonight. Tonight, our lesson will come from Deuteronomy chapter 3, verses 1 through 4. And I want to pray and then we'll read the text and we'll go into the lesson. Father, we thank you now for this day. We thank you for your grace, your mercy. We thank you for what you're doing. We thank you for what you have done. We thank you for what you're going to do. Now speak to us tonight now and use us tonight, Father, and let us continue to grow in your word, grow in your walk, grow in your law, grow in your statues now, God, in the name of Jesus Christ. Bless all those who are listening. Bless all those who just need a word from you, Father. Speak to us now, Father, and we just praise you. Thank you for using me once again to teach your word to your people, Father, and we say thank you now. In the name of Jesus Christ, we pray and we ask it all. Amen. In the book of Deuteronomy chapter 3, Deuteronomy chapter 3, and I want to start at verse 1 and conclude at verse 4. And it says, then we turned and went up the road to Bashan, and King Og of Bashan came out against us with his whole army to do battle at Egri. But the Lord said to me, do not fear him, for I have handed him over to you along with his whole army and his land. Do to him as you did to King Sihon of the Amorites who lived in Heshbon. So the Lord our God also handed over King Og of Bashan and his whole army to us. We struck him until there was no survivor left. We captured all his cities at that time. There wasn't a city that we didn't take from them. Sixty cities, the entire region of Argob, the kingdom of Og in Bashan. And tonight I want to talk about let God work because it's about to change. So here we have King Og who was a powerful and formidable prince. He was strong and he had his own monument because his territory included Northern Gilead from the river Jabbok to the river Yermolak and Bashan from the river Yarmok to Mount Hermon. You can, go to, you can go to Numbers chapter 21, verses 33 to 35, and it says, then they, then they turned and went up the road to Bashan, and King Og of Bashan came out against them with his own army to do battle at Edri. But the Lord said to Moses, do not fear him, for I have handed him over to you along with his whole army and his land. Do to him as you did to King Sihon of the Amorites who lived in Heshbon. So they struck him with, they struck him, his sons and his whole army until no one was left and they took possession of his land. King Gog had a powerful army and he had the command of 60 fortified cities. When he was defeated, their songs that were celebrated and sung in Psalms 135 verse 11 and Psalms 136 verse 20. Because Psalms 135 verses 8 through 11 says this, he struck down the firstborn of Egypt, both people and animals. He sent signs and wonders against you. Egypt against Pharaoh and all his officials. He struck down many nations and slaughtered mighty kings. Sihon, king of the Amorites, and here he is, Og, king of Bashan, and all the kings of Canaan. 
And you can also go to Psalms 136, verses 19 and 20. Sahan, king of the Amorites, his faithful love endures forever. And all king of Bashan, his faithful love endures forever. Because Psalms 136, verse 18 says, And slaughtered famous kings, because his faithful love endures forever. So Bashan was a fertile region located east of the Jordan and the Sea of Galilee. It was, it is, and today a weak, it's a weak country today. And in ancient time, it was famous for cattle and flocks. The plateau ranged from 16,000 to 23,000 feet in height. Psalms 22 verse 12 says, many bulls surround me, strong ones of Bashan encircle me. Deuteronomy chapter 32 verse 14 says, curds from the herd and milk from the flock with the fat of lambs, rams from Bashan and goats with the cho choicest grains of wheat. You drank wine from the finest grapes. And here it is, Egri was an important stronghold in the Amortec kingdom of Og because the bedstead was 13.5 feet long and 6 feet wide, belonging to the last of the giants. Egri in the Hebrew means a goodly pasture. And you can go to Genesis chapter 14, verse 5, and it says, in the 14th year of Shardalarmi, and the kings who were with them came and defeated the Repium and the Aster of Carnium, the Zeum and Ham, the Enum and Sheva Carathium. So now I wanted to give that introduction so we get to the text. So now here we see Moses is leading the people and they have to deal with foes, but yet God is speaking and the Lord is with them while they are marching, while they're marching. And it's interesting that when you are with God, it doesn't matter what you leave or go away from, there will always be something that's in your way. There will be an enemy and there will always be something trying to do its best to block you. Because if you are serving God, you'll have enemies. When you are serving God, you'll have to deal with those who won't like you, who won't agree with you, and, and watch this, who won't like the territory you'll acquire because you are serving the Lord. The thing is, the same people who don't like you and the same people who will try to stop you, you don't have to worry about them because they will be defeated and they won't be in your way. Because it's in the text. The Lord tells Moses, watch this, God tells Moses even before he encounters King Og to not worry about him because you're going to defeat him. The ones that come against you won't succeed because the Lord will give your enemies over to you. But here it is. You have to make sure you have the right people in your corner. Because you don't want to go to battle by yourself. 
Say it again. You have to have the right people in your corner, and you don't want to have this attitude where I don't need anybody. You don't want to have this attitude talking about I can do this all by myself. No, you can't. We all need somebody. We all need somebody to help us. We all need somebody to show us love. We all need some support. We all need somebody. All of us need somebody. All of us need some help. In order to do what we need to do, we all need some help. The thing about it is you have to watch who you want on your team. It's just like it's just like sports. Sometimes a player can be good for one team, but when they sign to go to another team, they really shows they really can be a cancer in the locker room. They really can bring play down. And the thing about it is when you are going to battle, make sure you have people on your side who are not bringing you and bringing everybody else down, but they're helping lifting everybody up. Because we all need somebody because did you see in verse one it's in verse one of the text that word we because we all need somebody but watch this we all need faithful people and we all need people who are faithful so that we can do this fight together it's no it's no good for you to tell me you have my back then when it's time to go to battle you're nowhere to be found and I believe that there are those who are going to battle, who are in a battle, who are dealing with the battle, and, and then they call on the ones that said they will be there with them, and they're nowhere to be found. What's the point of you trying to be on my team, and when I really need you, you're still on the sidelines and not trying to get in the game? There are a lot of people who are not trying to get in the game. They don't want to get in the game. They want to stay on the sideline. They want to stay just. They want to be commentators, but they want, but they don't want to be act. They don't want to be active participants. You got a lot of folk that want to be commentators, tell you how to do it, tell you what to do, tell you you should do this, tell you you should do that. But instead of you just being a commentator, how about you getting this thing with me so we can do it together? So I can glean from you, you can glean from me, and we can all grow together. We need faithful people. But the enemy... The enemy will be defeated. The enemy will be gone. And the enemy will be taken care of because the Lord promised it. Now, when you have conversations with God, it makes it easier to go to the fight because you already know what the outcome is going to be. Is right there in the text. Because as much as we have our struggles, every Christian has a struggle. We cannot expect to go through battles without God. We shouldn't want to go through anything without God. And we as Christians will face battles. We will face hardships. We will face enemies. We're going to face some battles in this life, we deal with battles that are hard, that test us. But even though we face those battles, we have to remember we are not in this alone and that God 
is with us. Say it again. God is with us even when we have to deal with a battle. God is with us. Sister Woodward, I see, I, I see. Sister Shelley, I see. God is with us. Exodus chapter 14, verse 14 says, the Lord will fight for you and you must be quiet. Deuteronomy chapter 20, verse 4 says, for the Lord your God is the one who goes with you to fight for you, gets your enemies to give you victory. We have the Lord. God will fight for us. Second Chronicles chapter 20. Second Chronicles chapter 20, verse 7 through 12 says, Are you not our God who drove out the inhabitants of this, of this land before your people Israel, who gave it forever to the descendants of Abraham, your friend? They have lived in the land and have built you a sanctuary in it for your name and have said, If disaster comes on a sword, our judgment, pestilence, our famine, we will stand before this temple and before you for your name in this temple. We will cry out to you because of our distress and you will hear and deliver. Now here are the Amorites, the Moabites, and the inhabitants of Mount Seir. You did not let Israel invade them when Israel came out of the land of Egypt, but Israel turned away from them and did not destroy them. Look how they repay us by coming to drive us out of our possession that you gave us as an inheritance. Our God, will you not judge them for we are powerless before this vast number that comes to fight against us we do not know what to do but look to you but here it is in verse 16 and verse 17 in second chronicles 20 tomorrow go down against them you will see them coming up the action of ziz and you will find them at the end of the valley facing the wilderness of jerul you do not have to fight this battle here it is position yourself stand still and see the salvation of the lord he is with you, Judah, and Jerusalem, do not be afraid or discouraged. Tomorrow, go out to face them, for the Lord is with you. I'm going to say it again. The Lord is with you. He's with you, and he's with me. God is with us. Say it again. God is with us. Because they went up the road, and now going up the road, they have to deal with the foe. But would you still trust God with battling an enemy? And do you trust God when you've got to deal with a fight? And do you trust God when you have to go down the road of intensity and you have to deal with a battle? Do you still trust God when you have to deal with some battles? Do you still trust God when you're forced to deal with some battles? Do you still believe in God when you have to deal with some battles? Because you've been told the enemy will be handed to you. But will you still show up and do your assignment? Even though you know that there's an army against you, you might have an army against you, but no army is bigger than God. And as long as we have God, as long as God is with us, we have victory. As long as God is with us, we have victory. 
even with a battle, even with dealing with strongholds, even with dealing with negativity, even with dealing with enemies, we have the victory because we have God. And since we have God, we have victory. It doesn't matter who comes up against you. It doesn't matter who tries to stop you. It doesn't matter who tries to derail you. You got to remember what the Lord said. The enemy that comes against you is going to be defeated. You just show up to the fight. You come to the fight. You make sure you're there and present. Don't be absent. Don't be tardy. But you be present and on time because that enemy is about to get out of the way. Oh, yeah. We have them, but they're about to leave. We have them, but they're about to depart. We have them, but they're about to cease from us because God is going to give us victory. Can I put it like this? This word turned in the Hebrew means to turn to. This word fear in the Hebrew means to be afraid and to stand in awe and to have reverence. This word delivered in the Hebrew means to be given. And this word struck in the Hebrew means to conquer, to slay, to smite, and to defeat. But God is telling us, whenever you're faced with a battle, a high pressure situation, and a struggle, don't let the enemy make you afraid because you have confidence, you have assurance, and you have a word from the Lord that tells you you can make it. Because enemies will try to make you afraid, but an enemy can't make one afraid when they revere and get, and watch this, an enemy can't make you afraid when you give more of your attention to God than that person. Who are you giving your attention to when it's time to fight? Say it again. Who are you giving your attention to when it's time to fight? You, when, see, when we give our attention to the wrong people, when we let the wrong people have our attention, have our mind, have our person, ha have all of us, when it's time to fight, some people we give our attention to are strong enough to help us deal with a real, a real spiritual battle and stronghold. Who are you giving your attention to? Because have you ever noticed when you are on your way to your blessing, you'll have to deal with opposition. Say it again. When you are on your way to your blessing, you'll have to deal with opposition. But that's a part of the process. Because you can't expect to be blessed and not face opposition. Because if you want to be blessed, you got to deal with some opposition. But whatever comes against you, watch this, whatever comes against you can't stop the power that resides in you. I'm getting happy. Whatever comes against you 
can't defeat you because it can't stop the power that resides in you. This might come against me. This might be on me. This might be around me, but I have a power inside of me. I got God inside of me. And since I got God inside of me, this may come at me, that may come at me, but there's too much of God in me that I don't back down. I don't run away. I don't go in the cave. I don't throw blankets over me and be scared. It's too much of God in me. And since I got so much of God in me, I'm coming to the fight, but I already coming in victory because I know who my commander is. You look at military history, one of the crucial victories in World War II happened June 6, 1944, which is known as D-Day. And D-Day was when United States troops and allies stormed the beaches of Normandy because they were going against Germany and they were going against, you know, Stalin. But D-Day happened when the United States troops stormed the beaches of Germany. And that is considered in military history and U.S. history, the one of the crucial victories and turning points of World War II. But here it was. Even though these soldiers and many died, World War II is said to be the most deadliest war in the history of the United States. The United States Army, they marched and they stormed these beaches, but they had the right commander because the commander at the time who later became the president was Dwight D. Eisenhower. And, and Dwight D. Eisenhower was a man of faith. He was a man that prayed. He was a man that talked to God. He, 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 had, he had this belief that God would get him through and not just him but his soldiers but the thing about it was they faced enemy fire but enemy fire can't stop a soldier's faith when a soldier has strong faith enemies can fire at you but even though enemies can't can fire at you. God is so good that he doesn't let them hit you. And you can storm whatever beach is in your way. You can storm and go through anything that is in your way because God will give you victory and God will let you overcome and God will give you power to overcome your enemy. You want to know why you can? Because you've got to keep on marching. And the thing about it is, when your outlook is bigger, there are some things and some enemies that are just forcing the road. <laughs> That's all they are, is forcing the road. No enemy is bigger than God. But Something else is important when you look at these first four verses of this text. Not only will the enemy fall down, but the property they own will become yours. <laughs> I'm getting happy. I said the enemy will fall, but then the property that they own, all of a sudden, it'll become your property. 
Ain't that good? Ain't that that's good news? Ain't that how God works sometimes? That because God's so good, He not only knows what you're up against, but He also knows that once you go forward, there's land coming your way. Even though you've had you've had some blocks, even though you've had some things come against you, but if you keep on marching forward, you got some land coming your way. That's a word for us. We got to keep on marching forward. We got to keep on going forward. We can't stop. We can't quit. We can't throw in the towel. There is some land that's coming our way. Psalms 23 verse 5 says, you prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil. My cup overflows. Psalms 110 verse 1 says, this is the declaration of the Lord. Sit in my right hand uh, until I make your enemies your footstool. But you see it. It's in, it's in verse 3 of Deuteronomy chapter 3. It says, So the Lord our God also handed over King Agha Bashan and his own army to us. We struck him until there was no survivor left. Verse 4, we captured all his cities at that time. There wasn't a city that we, that we didn't take from. Watch this. I told you in the beginning, he had 60 cities. But here, look what Moses says 60 cities, the entire region of Argob, the kingdom of Og and Bashan. Not only did God give them the king, but his own kingdom. All the cities are now in the possession of Moses and the children of Israel. <laughs> I, I, I hope you're shouting at home. Like I, I'm, I'm happy right now because ain't that like God? An enemy can come. A problem can come. A situation can come. But when you show up to the fight, when you show up to the fight, not only can you overtake that, but you can take some more with you. Ain't that, it, it reminds me, it reminds me of, 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 my, of my job where I work currently. And there are times that they will allow us you know, whether it's teacher appreciation or something like that, they'll bring food. They'll bring food to our job. And the thing about it is when they bring the food to our job, we have been blessed to get the food, right? But when we get the food, we may get our portion right now. But the thing that I love is the fact that sometimes some people see the food, but they don't eat it. <laughs> and when they don't eat it, we have, you can, we got some leftover. So when the leftovers come, you can take that home. Ah, I'm getting happy. I said, that we, I said, sometimes they'll bring us some food. It's, it can be packaged. And then some people may look and bypass. But then there are others that say, well, I want this and, and I want that food. And when you get that food and when you have that food, not only do you have your plate, but then all of a sudden you have a whole nother plate and you got another plate that you can have later down the week. That's what, how God is. Not only do you have one place, but if you stay with him long enough and when you're trusting him long enough and when you believe in him long enough and when you're walking him long enough, he's going to give you some more place. He's going to give you another place. He's going to give you this place. He's going to give you that place. You just got to make sure that you keep showing up to the fight. 
Somebody got a plate coming. Somebody got multitude of plates coming. Somebody got something great coming. Somebody got some land coming. But don't back down. Don't stoop down. But trust the Lord. Trust his word. Don't let, don't let the size of the army make you forget the anointing that's on you. Don't let the size of the army, don't let the king, don't let the the worldly king make you forget your heavenly king make you forget the king of kings and the lord of hope don't let the size of their army stop you can't can't don't do that but what i love even more about text walking with god will prevail you but it'll also make you see sometimes I need to have some battles and can't run from everything. Some battles I need to have. No matter where you run, no matter where you go, and no matter what you do, there's always going to be something against you. But watch this. You might have something against you, but you never have anything that can stop God from working. <laughs> Lord have mercy. I said you might have something against you, but whatever comes against you can't stop God from working. You and I have the Lord, and as long as we have the Lord, God knows what we need in order for us to go. God knows that what we need in order for us to make it and for us to overcome. Because you see in verse 3 of the text, once again, there were no survivors left. God knows how to take care of us. God knows how to take care of what's in the way. God knows how to take care of what's blocking. God knows how to take care of what is not being fruitful. And God knows how to take care of what's trying to hurt, harm, endanger, and crush his children. Because the Lord knows what needs to be gone. And that's why you have to watch what's in your repertoire. Because when you are a child of God, the Lord knows what to move out of your way, what needs to be gone. And the Lord knows, watch this, You'll make it, but the problem won't. Woo! I'm say that one more time. You'll make it, but the problem won't. I'll say it again. The Lord knows what needs to be gone. The Lord knows what needs to move out your way. But God knows that you'll make it, but the problem won't. And that's a good reminder that you can say, I'm going to make it. I'll get there. I'll get over it. There's still some more to do. There's still some more to see. There's still some more to experience because the Lord has it in store for me. God has plenty in store for you, for me. God has plenty in store for all of us, but in, but there's sometimes you just got to show up, but it's okay because the journey is going to work itself out. The journey's going to work itself out. You, 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 can look, 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 you can look at football. Look at the Super Bowl. 
there's an objective to win the game. Even in winning the game, have, haven't, haven't you noticed even when, the, when, when a team is focused on winning the game, there's always, say it again, there's always somebody in the way. You ever notice? It's always somebody in the way trying to stop. But if you, but when you keep on playing, when you keep on passing, when you keep on throwing the ball, when you keep on running the ball, when you play defense, even what was in your way, it can't stop, it, it can't hurt you, and it can't stop you because the Lord is so good. He'll get the Lord is like a great coach. The Lord knows the knows how to call the right play at the right time in order for you to ho hoist up the trophy. He knows how to call the right play at the right time in order for you to hoist up the trophy. Ain't that like God and I, and I walk with him? God knows how to call the right play at the right time so you can raise the trophy. God knows how to call the right play. That's why the enemy can be defeated. That's why, aren't you glad that God knew how to call the right play? Got a new president. God knows how to call the right play. God knows how to call the right play. He knows what we need. Sister Wilbur, he knows what we need. God knows how to call the right play. Especially when it's in the hands God. Jeremiah 29, verse 11 through 13 says, For I know the plans I have for you. This is the Lord's declaration. Plans for your well-being and not for a disaster to give you a future and a hope. You will call to me and come and pray to me and I will listen to you. You will seek me and find me when you search for me with all your heart. And Isaiah, Isaiah 41, verse 10 says, do not fear, for I am with you. Do not be afraid, for I am your God. I will strengthen you. I will help you. And I will hold on to you with my, hold on to you with my righteous right hand. But it's also interesting to know that memory is a good thing. Tell you what, memory is good. Memory is great. Memory is fascinating. Memory is wonderful to have because when you have memory, you know that God has done things before and he's able to do some great things again. Here's it about memory. Verse two of the text of Deuteronomy chapter three. God tells Moses, just like you did King Sihon of the Amorites, do the same thing to King Og. But that's where the memory comes into play. This isn't the first time, Moses, you've dealt with a problem or a situation. It may be different. It may be different circumstances. It may even be a different season. But God is the same. And don't forget, 
God is still there with you and for you. That's a word for somebody right now. There might be some pain. There might be some rain. There might be some circumstances beyond your control. But the Lord gives you the strategy. The thing about anything, we have to make sure we're doing what God tells us to do. And when that happens, things get better. Things turn around. And things always won't be the same because the Lord is able to turn things around. This isn't the first time you've dealt with trouble. This isn't the first time you've had to deal with a storm. This isn't the first time you've dealt with a bad grade. This isn't the first time you've dealt with a hard teacher. This isn't the first time you've dealt with family problems. This isn't the first time you've dealt with some, with, with some problems at home. But even though you've dealt with it, if you dealt with it before and God got you through, he's able to get you through right now. He's able don't forget what God has already done. He's done so much already. This ain't the first time the United States has struggled for money. We go to the Great Depression. And that lasted four years. A whole presidential term of Herbert Hoover. Then Franklin Delano Roosevelt comes and in his first hundred days, all most of the programs we have now were instituted under his presidency in his first hundred days in the White House. That's why you hear every that's why you hear political commentators always talk about hundred days because they take that from Franklin D. Roosevelt after he took over the presidency during during the Great Depression when basically everybody was poor, bankrupt and had nothing but help turning the whole country and the finances and the banks around. This ain't the first time. We've dealt with stuff before. And God has gotten us through before. And he, he's gotten us through before. He's able to get us through now. He's able to get us through racism. Discrimination. Bigotry. Hatred. He's able to get us through. Not only is he able, he will. It's amazing. Some people would some people wouldn't hire people because of their ethnicity, and the person they wouldn't hire surpassed them, and, the, and that person became their boss. God is able. He's able. He's able. And we, we have to know that God is able. We have, we have to believe that God is able. We have, to, we have to trust that God is able. Sometimes it may not happen when we want it, but we ought to be glad that it does happen. It would have been great if George Zimmerman would have been convicted. But we celebrated when Derek Chavon was convicted. God is able. God hears your prayers. God hears what you're going through, what you're dealing with. He's able. 
me say, nobody is defeated when they belong to God. Don't have a defeated mentality when you should have a winner's mentality. Even Jesus had battles and enemies. It started out bad. But look at the conclusion. I'll say it again. It started out bad. But look at the conclusion. It started out bloody. Look at the conclusion. It started out on the cross. Look at the conclusion. It started out in a tomb. Look at the conclusion. Even our Lord and Savior had a battle. But that battle didn't have the last word. The Savior had the, Jesus had the last word. And see, when you have Jesus, and when you know Jesus, and you got enemies, you got foes, you got issues, you're in good company. If you don't have enemies, you might want to check your relationship with God. You think everybody supports you? You think everybody is excited for you? And I and, and I know this sounds weird and crazy, but sometimes it's an honor to have enemies. It's crazy to hear that. But at least they at least they show their hands so I know I don't need to fool with them and I just put them in God's hand. Because <laughs> you got to know there's some people who don't like you. But they won't get you. And they won't be successful because the Lord will give you victory over the enemy. Because enemies give us strength to keep going. Enemies will give you strength to trust God more. And enemies will give you strength to survive. <laughs> because the wrong kingdoms will always fall down. And the kingdoms that tried to conquer you will fall down. They'll go down. And they won't live. But that's what you got to know. You got to understand. You can't go through life without going through some tough and trying battles. We all deal with battles. We all face battles. We all, we all live through battles. But even though we deal with it, we are delivered from it. When you are making progress going forward and when you are trusting in God, be prepared for battles, but be, be but also be prepared to come through because God always allows us to come through. 
it reminds just this last Saturday, I, I was leaving my office um, at the church. I, I was headed to um, the bookstore, and I got caught in traffic. Um, it, was, it, was, it was like a six-car accident. Um, thankfully, I believe there were no fatalities. Praise God for that. And I was in traffic for a good 30 to close to 50 minutes, between 30 and 50 minutes. All of us just in traffic. Just in track. Just in track. Barely moving. Barely moving. Stuck in track. But once we pass the wreckage, <laughs> once we passed the wreckage, it was clear sailing forward. Even though we had to go through some rubble. It was clear selling forward. And then I looked in my rear view mirror and I saw all of that that I had passed. But watch this. I passed it. But when I was driving forward, I saw open road. <laughs> God is like that. <laughs> that. That there's been so much coming to you, but it's in the rear of you because there's too much open road ahead of you. Don't worry about the road you left. Be prepared for the road you're going. Don't worry about the road that's behind you. Thank God for the road that's ahead of you. Don't worry about the rubble in the back. You can reflect on it, but don't dwell on it. Reflect on it, but don't live on it. It's in the back for a reason. God got so much more, and then when you can get through the traffic, you you'll be even greater. You'll be even more happy, more ecstatic, and more thankful for what you overcame. We all have to deal with some traffic. Enemies are like traffic, but when you just keep on driving, eventually they're going to get out the way. But the thing about it is, see in the text, God spoke to Moses. It gives us faith, assurance, and comfort when God speaks to us. Because the words of God will bring you comfort to hang in there, hold on, and keep the faith when you are faced with a tough, trying, and difficult task. You've got to keep the faith. You've got to trust God. And a conversation with God will make you not stop believing and knowing that there is hope and that better days and things are coming your way. But it's what you believe, it's what you know, and it's what you have in your spirit, in your spirit that gives you this hope, this belief, and lets you know God already has it worked out for you. But when you are dealing with problems, enemies, and just life, make sure you listen to God. Because when you're dealing with battles in life, it's crucial that you have the right conversations. Who are you talking to? Who are you listening to? And who are you engaging with when you are faced with struggles? Because 
who you talk to, watch this, when you're dealing with a struggle in any area of life, well, it, no matter what it is in your life, in your ministry, no matter what it is, when you are faced with a struggle, be careful who you talk to, because who you talk to will show whether or not you'll make it. Some, sometimes we can talk to the wrong folk and stay somewhere even longer stay miserable longer, stay even more hurt, even stay even more depressed. You got to be careful who you talk to when you are faced with struggles, when you're faced with an uphill battle, when you're faced with a tough time, when you're faced with a challenge, when you're faced with a tough job, a tough assignment. Be careful who you talk to. You can't reveal everything to everybody. How many times, can, if we can be honest, how many times have we run our mouths to the wrong people? We've dealt and talked to the wrong people in our lives. Because some conversations we don't need to have with everybody because they won't give us any wise, any wise words. They'll just give us words that really can mess us up. And here it is. Why talk to someone about how to deal with enemies when sometimes they are an enemy? And not only that, they don't even know how to deal with their own enemies. So what does it look like for me to talk to someone who can't deal with their life and try to tell me how to deal with my life? So I say, you got to be careful who you converse with. You got to be careful who you talk to. You got to be careful who, 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 you, who you try to seek advice and counsel from. Because everybody you talk to don't want to see you possess land. Everybody you talk to does not want to see you happy. Everybody you talk to doesn't want to see you succeed. Who are you talking to when you are facing with a battle? It don't matter who it is. Who are you talking to? Because some people we talk to, some people we confide in, some people we listen to, can sometimes purposely give us the wrong words of advice because they because they are hoping that we fail. They're hoping you fail. They don't want you to succeed. You gotta be careful who you who you are. I like this about Moses. Moses listened to God. 
He listened to God. It's important to talk, to allow God to speak to you. It's important to follow the voice of God at all times. You got to follow the voice of God. You got to listen to God's voice. And you got to really believe the voice of God, especially when you are going through different seasons and phases of life. Somebody on listening, listen to God. Stop. So when you are dealing with something, remember the enemy is already defeated. Remember God's voice is there. And remember, you can make it. You will make it. But you got to talk to God. Get in the word. Listen to God. Have some conversations with God. Don't, don't make God the don't make God the last option. Talk to God before you run the social media. Talk to God before you run the family. Talk to God before you run the friends. Talk to God because there is a word from God that you and I need that everybody else cannot give us. Now I believe God always will use people to speak to us to encourage. But when you get alone with God, there is some stuff God reveals to you that is for you, but it's also for you to pay attention to. It's also for you to put into practice. It's also for you to understand there is a reason why the Lord is telling you. There's a reason you feel a certain way about this. There's a reason this is not working. There's a reason you have you have this, this tension. God is speaking. God is speaking. And you, and you know, it's something... And it's also interesting. I know we got to we got to get ready to leave. Have you ever noticed when you're following God and doing what God says? Sometimes some people get elevated when they really should just be in the crowd. It's like in the military, everybody can't be the commander. Some people just need to be in the company. The wrong king can produce the wrong results. But when you got the right king, you got the right results. Deuteronomy chapter 11, verse 1 and 2 says, Therefore, love the Lord your God and always keep his mandate and his statutes, ordinances, and commands. Understand today that it is not your children who experience all the discipline of the Lord, your God, his greatness, strong hand, and outreached arm. Verse 8 says, Keep every command I am giving you today so that you may have the strength to cross into and possess the land you are to inherit. Verse 9, and so that you may live long in the land the Lord swore to your ancestors to give them and their descendants a land flowing with milk and honey. Verse 13 of Deuteronomy 11, if you carefully obey my commands I am giving you today to love the Lord your God and worship him with all your heart and all your soul. God is going to give us victory. We have victory through Jesus Christ. We have it. It's there for us. Once again, listen to God. 
He's the right commander. It's God that's the right commander. Not me, not you, no. It's God and God alone that's the right commander. If the Boston Celtics had another coach besides Red Auerbach, they wouldn't have won 11 championships in 13 years, even with Bill Russell, Bob Cousy, Sam Jones, Tom Heights, and K.C. Jones. Michael Jordan had Scottie Pippen. He had Bill Cartwright, Bill, B.J. Armstrong, and Horace Grant, but it took the right coach. Doug Collins got him to the Eastern Conference Finals, but Phil Jackson got them in six championships. The New England Patriots under Bill Parcells, they made a Super Bowl but lost to the Green Bay Packers. Bill Belichick comes and now the New England Patriots have won seven Super Bowls, even six or seven Super Bowls, even though they, I consider them cheaters. But that's a whole other story for a whole other day. The New York Yankees struggled to make the playoffs in the 80s and 90s. After having won championships in the 70s, after having won at least two to three championships in the 1970s, in the 80s and 90s, in the early 90s, it was the downfall of the New York Yankees. Then Joe Torre comes, who wasn't even a successful baseball manager. George, Joe, Joe Torre comes, and then four out of five years, the New York Yankees are won the World Series. It's all about having the right, you got to have the right leader in this life. You got to have the right commander in this life. You got to have the right one with you at all times. He's going to give us victory. We got land to possess. God is a presence that never leaves, stops, and he never evaporates. But he's with us all of the time. God is with us. Tell yourself that every day God is with me. Remind yourself of that every day God is with me. Encourage yourself to know God is with me. I, I, no matter, like I said, no matter what we face, God is with you. You might have your own King Og in your life. It may be a King Og of, 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 of insecurity. It may be a King Og of bitterness. It may be a King Og of, un, of being unable to forgive. It may be a King Og of stress. It may be a King Og of fear. It may be a King Og of, of depression. It may be a King, it may be a King Og of a broken heart. It may be a King Og of still, of still letting past demons affect you. You might have your own on King Og right now. But remember, King Og and his cities will and his army, they evaporate. They go away. They're out of the picture. You might have a King Og. All of us deal with a King Og. Somebody's facing a King Og right now. But you have victory through God. Because he is our leader. We have victory through Jesus Christ. He's the one that died. He's the one that went to the cross. He's the one that suffered and bled. But he got up early on Sunday morning with all power in his hand. What is your King Og? Think about it. What is your King Og? There's a King Og. But also remember, this battle is not, it, this battle is not mine, it's God's. God will get me through and over my King God. Might come my way, 
but the Lord is with you. No matter what, God is with you and he's with me. Stories told of, as, we, as I close, stories told of a boy who was getting picked on by bullies every day. And they would always take his shoes. Picked on every day. And they would always take his shoes. He was scared to go home. But when he finally went home and told his mother and his older brother about what was happening, his older brother said, you know what? I'm going to walk with you to school tomorrow. I'm going to walk you home from school tomorrow. So the next day came. The bully showed up. But when they saw the big brother was there, those same bullies that tried to take his shoes, they went away. Why? Because the big brother was there. No matter what, no matter what has tried to zap you, and no matter what has tried to strip you, and no matter what has tried to hurt you, no matter what has tried to derail and slash and cut you down, it, it may have come. But when you got, but when you know your big brother is, when you got Jesus with you, when when you got goodness and mercy, when you got God, the Holy Spirit and Christ, it falls. Matter of fact, it runs away and you'll be able to conquer because we are more than conquerors. We have victory. We have victory. We have victory. Because we got the Lord. And since we have the Lord, we can make it, we can overcome, and we will overcome because the Lord is our light and our salvation. Whom shall we fear? He's the strength of our life. Of whom shall we be afraid? There's no need to be afraid. I have God. I know the enemy, I know things may want to make you afraid. The news will make you want to be afraid. Alerts will make you want to be afraid. Your own, your own crew that you run with can make you... Your own crew that you run with can try to make you be afraid. <laughs> but remember who you remember who you know. Remember who you talk to. And remember that you got God. And when you got God, you can do anything. You can do everything. And you won't fail because God won't fail. You won't fail if you show up. If you stay with God, you will not fail. Some people fail because they don't show up. Or some people fail because even though they do show up, they don't put it into practice what the Lord told them in private. The same words that God told you in private, put them into practice in public. And you'll see the goodness. You'll see the glory. You'll experience the greatness. You'll experience it all because it's in the power of God. And God is placing it in your hands and in your possession. You got it. You can do it. Listen to God. And you heard the voice of God. So let the Lord do it. Because he's able to do exceedingly abundant above all we've ever asked over thing. He is able. And you and I have victory through Jesus Christ. Amen. God bless you. We thank you for joining us tonight. You can always come visit us at the Sunrise Missionary Baptist Church. Our address is 
613 North Admire Avenue in El Reno, Oklahoma. We start Sunday morning worship at 1030. We start at 1030. You're more than welcome to join us at 1030 every Sunday morning. We're still wearing masks um, until until the CDC says that we're clear on that. We still encourage you to get vaccinated. We still encourage you to um, uh, be a part of our church if you're in the El Reno area. Yukon area, um, Bethany area, um, surrounding areas, we definitely encourage you to be a part of our church. And you can also um, be a blessing to our church through our Giveify as well. We would love for you to uh, partner with us. Amen. As God continues to bless us. But we pray that you were blessed tonight. Continue to uh, like, share, um, invite others to the Sunrise Missionary Baptist Church because we are the church where everybody is found. So God bless you. God keep you is our prayer. Amen.